Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Spiritual Nomad Podcast. It's been a hot minute since we have been uh, doing anything with Spiritual Nomad. And uh, I want to talk to you, chat with you, talk with you. Let's see what my mind decides to say uh, about that, about why I've not really been doing too much with this and why I'm not going to allow those reasons to keep me from doing it. Uh, so if you are watching this on YouTube, thank you. Uh, I decided to do video route with this in addition to our podcast. If you're listening on iTunes, thank you for tuning in. Uh, would really like to uh, do more of both of these. So all of the audio will be on iTunes. Video will be on YouTube and would love to have you subscribe. Either way, leave a review, yada, yada, all that good stuff. Um, but yeah, let me just talk a little bit. I just want to jump right into it. For this episode, coming right back in, uh, I just want to be completely honest and transparent because Historically, with the Spiritual Nomad podcast, that was like the tagline is honest conversations um, about, you know, uh, spirituality, religion, social justice. That was kind of my main focuses for the Spiritual Nomad podcast. And it's been kind of an open diary in ways um, for me to be able to just express my journey of, let's say, deconstruction, uh, rebirth. <laughs> I think uh, understanding my place uh, in this whole thing of what we call church and just trying to understand and unpack that. So um, about a year ago, I'm just going to jump right in, like I said, uh, about a year ago, I did a little series called Institutional Exodus, uh, which many of you have probably listened to. Uh, it was semi-controversial in some ways. Um, I mean, the podcast, what's interesting is if people would have listened to episodes before some of those episodes, uh, I don't think it would have been as like uh, newsflash to them about where I'm at and uh, or where I was at rather a, a year ago. Can you believe it's been a year since I did that? A year ago, whenever I recorded those episodes, and um, you know, really for me, uh, from that, it got to a point where I was wanting to start, you know, a group, a church, whatever, what have you, and. Um, I was discouraged about that once again, as every time that I started to do that, I've, I've just been discouraged. I'm not sure if that's just an inadequacy in myself. Uh, I don't really foresee that, not even trying to be arrogant or anything. I just know that I can do the stuff, you know what I mean? I don't know if that is the divine God trying to, um, you know... Um, indicate something to me. I'm not sure. But last fall after that, it was a mix between a discouragement of starting church and um, some negative feedback from some of those episodes that I really kind of just hung up the towel. I didn't kind of, I did. I hung up the towel uh, with Spiritual Nomad podcast. And I just thought, you know, I'm going to take some time. And uh, I really took a lot of time just for my own spiritual health. I took some time. Um, I really learned um, contentment, meditation uh, in a level that I never uh, have experienced before. And uh, so I was working at a job that I did not like. I was discontent there. I did not feel that the church was going as it you know, could have or should have been. Um, I didn't feel like um, anything was really... I felt like it was just very mundane. It was very... Um, very just flatlined in a lot of ways and things were good. It was just like, I don't know that 
I was ready to put myself out there again, put my neck out there on the chopping block because I was still trying to straddle uh, this church world and then also where I feel like I've been and who I connect with the most, which is mostly many of you, which are more of the spiritual nomads, the people who are out there. Maybe they don't have religious affiliation. Maybe they have been fried by the system. Maybe, you know, they are just trying to understand their own divine design and what this all means, uh, you know, for their their livelihood and, and their understanding of the human experience, you know. And I was straddling those worlds of trying to figure out how do I still stay in this movement that I'm a part of? How do I still, you know, um, start a, by all stretch of the imagination, a, a church, an institutional place that, you know, gathers and uh, gathers funds and people and all that stuff? How do I do that? And, uh, but yet speak a language that um, is really resonating deep within me, have a freedom uh, that I don't feel like is present in the world, especially uh, in the Christian world, especially evangelicalism. And so trying to weigh all that out, figure all that out. And so I decided to just take some time off uh, to not catch any flack on either side. I didn't want to get too churchy because then I was going to lose people. And frankly, I was going to be doing it um, not out of my true self, not out of my true heart. It was going to be for probably ulterior motives. Uh, and then I didn't want to get too out there and honest about where I'm at, uh, spiritually speaking, because I was fearful that people who are in the church, who I do have relationship with, frankly, would be concerned for me. <laughs> uh, we all have those people where you begin to be honest about your spiritual journey and they all kind of freak out because, you know, they think you're like backslidden and have lost your way and whatever, uh, which we all know you haven't. You're fine. Um, actually, maybe you don't know that you're fine. If you don't know that you're fine, you're fine. Your journey is your journey. Uh, they call this bodhisattva, if I'm not uh, mistaken, you know, in, in the Buddhist tradition. So it's your journey, it's your walk, it's your, uh, it's your way of understanding and uh, yourself and the situations and the life that you're in. So, um, like I said, I took some time off for that and I started hanging out with, you know, just different people and I just want to clear the water a little bit here. I moved to Southern California to plant a church. That's a fact. That's 100% why I moved here. Um, well, maybe not 100%. That's 80% of why I moved here. Um, but as I have moved here, uh, you know, I, the other 20% was probably made up of culture was a big thing. I really like the culture here. Um, and that all goes into planting. You can kind of put everything under the umbrella of that. So let's, let's just go ahead and shoot with the hundred percent. I moved here to plant the church. What I did not understand is that hundred percent, um, moved here to plant the churchness. Uh, there was a lot of other stuff hidden in there that I needed to unpack. And none of that, uh, was from like just being here. A lot of people would say, oh, well, you moved to California and now you're all corrupted. And now, you know, see what happens whenever you move to, you know, a liberal state or whatever, you know, and it's like, no, like actually even the people that I'm friends with out here are still pretty conservative Christian or they're way the other opposite way, but not really any spiritual 
influence. It's been kind of my own journey, my own findings. And I think what I've allowed myself to do is let who I truly am um, come out. These deep things that have been hidden within me are just getting a chance to breathe. They're getting a chance to live. They're getting a chance to say their piece, the deep resonance that's in me. And so I don't think it's moving here that's changed me. I think moving here has given me the mode and the vehicle to express the reality of who I've always been and allow that to come into fruition without any tainting of a cultural thing or a cultural um, uh, setting that I was just regurgitating and projecting. That's where I was. And whenever I lived in Indiana, I had to do that. I had to be these things. I had to, to say and think within a certain parameters. And so it's not that, you know, I would say the opposite. I would say that I was forced to live and be a certain way because of the cultural settings there. I think the cultural settings here in San Diego have given me the permission to be able to uncover what's always been. You know what I'm saying? Um, Like you can really respond. You're just listening to this. Who knows? Maybe three years later down the road. So, of course. Um, So really where I was at is I needed some time to air that out. And it was not, this whole journey has not been California changing me. It's just been a vehicle, um, of freedom. To be honest, I feel more alive. I feel more certain. I feel more secure than I ever have in my life. My closest friends from Indiana tell me that, that, you know, they, they can hear the freedom in my voice. And so, um, I started hanging out with this, my friend Josh, and we started talking and he, um, you know, was clearly in a line with a lot of my ways of uh, understanding the world at this point in my life. And so that's why I was like, you know, I should do a podcast with him. I've not done a podcast in a long time. And so back, I think it was April, Josh came over here to our house and we recorded a podcast. And um, that was, you know, pretty much the last thing that I've uploaded. And, um, you know, since then, I've been feeling this nudge to do this again and to really not be fearful because uh, really that's been the main thing. I mean, I needed my own space, but it's been a big piece of like, man, like I caught a lot of stuff from, you know, posting some of my episodes. And it's because I'm sitting in the comfort of my home. I'm thinking freely. I feel free. I can say what's truly on my heart and mind. And then whenever that's broadcasted to the world, sometimes it doesn't always settle. Uh, And I cannot allow that to hold me back. So that's where I've been is a lot of that, a lot of struggle with uh, what happens when you put your neck out on the line. Uh, But I love Rob Bell. As many of you know, you probably love Rob Bell. And he talks so frequently about not having any skin in the game and you need to have skin in the game. And I felt, uh, can I use a old word convicted, um, about not having any skin in the game for quite some time and thinking that the only way that I have skin in the game is by starting a church, uh, in this very old school model. And, you know, it's like, like I've said on the, the podcast many times before, like, you know, the way of the future might not be the way it's always been done. It will have elements. There will all be always be elements of community, human interaction, all of this. And I'm not saying that I'm not going to start an actual nonprofit, um, you know, here in San Diego area. But for right now, like, I feel like YouTube 
um, you know, podcasting is definitely like where I've already kind of gotten my skin in the game. And my wife, Lindsay, was actually telling me that. I was talking to her one night. I'm like, I just, I feel like I need to have skin in the game, you know? And I feel like I'm not, I should not be fearful about this stuff. And she's like, you need to just start Spiritual Nomad again. That's what you need to do. Um, because what I felt, that backlash, is the feeling of having skin in the game. Um, if there's nothing to lose, then you're not giving anything. You know what I'm saying? If there's something to lose, that means there's something of value that could be lost. And I am choosing to continue to give my gift, whatever it is, uh, to the world. And by whatever it is, it's it's this sort of original thoughts that come to my mind. It's this shaping of myself, um, the understanding of God and the interaction uh, of what it means to, to live a divine life. And uh, I really love that. I love every piece of that. And many of you that have reached out to me, uh, I feel guilty even a little bit. And I'm going to be sending you some messages. I've had people from all over the country reach out to me um, about different podcast episodes. And I just kind of left high and dry. And, you know, it's like, that's kind of exactly what I never wanted from like the church world is, you know, as long as the church is getting their stuff, you know, like there's not really much care about the people who go and participate in tithe and all of that. And I actually did the same damn thing. You know, I was creating and giving a voice and a place for, for you. And I up and left because it wasn't convenient for me to take some sort of heat. And so I apologize and I'm not going to do that anymore because a rising tide lifts all ships and we need all voices. We need everybody on deck. Everybody needs an oar and everybody needs to be rowing. Now, you know, where we're rowing to, we're still working on it. We're nomads. You know what I'm saying? We're figuring that out. We're, we're having the conversation in the boat. That's what this is. That's what this is. We're having the conversation in the boat to understand where we're rowing to. And the amazing thing is, sometimes you're adrift at sea for a while, but that's okay because it all belongs and it all has its place. And thank you to Alan Watts, the great philosopher, talking about how that's exactly sometimes the place where we need to be. You know, he's obviously using other analogies, but sometimes it's okay. Um, to be able to be adrift. And so the difference is I was not adrift with you. I was not in the boat with you. And I, I jumped off and was swimming around by myself. And so now I'm choosing to get back on the boat. We can figure out where we're going to row this thing. But what you can always expect from myself is just that I, I always want to be honest. I feel like this podcast has always been a, a vow of honesty. I've never spoken anything that has not been true to me and where I'm truly at. And like I've said, it's kind of like an open journal. Um, it's going to change. It's going to fluctuate. And that's the beautiful part of this human experience is if something is the same and stagnant and never changing, then that means it's probably not life. And we have to press into all of those things. And so if you listen back to some of these episodes, maybe my mind's changed. Maybe I'm different now. 
maybe I am not, and that's okay uh, because we're fluid. We're we're actual living, breathing humans, and um, so that's where I've been. Um, after institutional exodus, I didn't do much. My friend Josh really encouraged me to start the podcast up, and I cannot tell you how many people I've had interactions with. I didn't know how wide this podcast was going. Um, whether or not people listen to it, watch it, um, is neither here nor there. It's the awareness that like Luke has a voice and he's trying to help us understand how spirituality fits into the essence of all aspect of life. Um, I have random people. I, I dropped, I was dropping a motorcycle off at one, uh, you know, a, a mechanic of mine to get fixed. And he was joking with me about making a podcast about something, you know, and it's like, dude, how do you like, know? like you live in Temecula, like 40 minutes away. Like, how do you know about my podcast? You know? And it's like, it's just people all over. I met a guy, you know, in Solana beach and had beers with him. And he brought up, he's like, man, I was listening to some of your podcasts. Why don't you do that again? That was a few months ago. And these are just a couple people. And I don't say that to brag. I say that because it's like, sometimes you need the awakening to the thing that you're doing, the gift that you have. And that's what I have. And um, so I'm going to be recording these, putting them on, um, you know, our Instagram. It uh, I changed it to current collective because I was legit starting a church a month ago. And um, after having some honest conversations with some friends who I wanted to do the church with, it became apparent to me that like, I think spiritual nomad is my, my version of that right now. Um, and I still want to start some gathering, but like that probably is not my main thing right now. And it, that's been always the main thing for me since I've lived here for two and a half years. And that's been my focus. Like if I don't do that, like I have to do that now or later. And I just am like, you know, um, I'm going to do Spiritual Nomad podcast. My wife and I have a podcast and YouTube channel called Common Conversations. And um, I have, a, you know, I, I sell, you know, commercial lines of insurance during the day. I'm actually on break right now, so I got to get back there. And, um, you know, I got other some other passions that I have right now. And it's like, you know, I think I'm going to do those. And just keep opening the doors that have opened themselves to me. And apparently this is one of those doors. So if you've listened to this far in the episode, thank you. Um, I love you. And I mean that truly as we are connected through this medium right now. Uh, may we both journey together. And um, I'm really looking forward to doing more of this. So uh, we're back, man. We're going to jump in. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to do anything too crazy right now and commit to like six podcasts a week or something gnarly. You know, I tend to bite off more than I can chew, but I am going to be consistently posting and having some guests on and that's that. So join me back with the spiritual nomad. And if you were one that was a faithful listener before and wondered what happened to Luke, why he went MIA, hopefully this answers some of those questions for you. Uh, so connect with us online at spiritual nomad podcast on Instagram and uh, look forward to hearing from you and please leave a comment and rate, subscribe, all of those good things that matter, but don't. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I look forward to doing more of this and sharing some amazing discoveries that I've found and 
over the past nine months. So thank you so much. Look forward to more.